Fallow community, welcome to our bonus episode. You're probably recovering from Easter, and you've moved on to the next big thing. Maybe Mother's Day, uh, or maybe buying a ticket to the Philo Conference coming up. Uh, it's just about a month away. You know, with all the spare time you have now, what could be better than a Philo Podcast bonus episode? You know what? If you're new to our podcast, our goal is to help technical artists like you become more effective so that your church can become more effective. We don't do this just for the fun of it, but we really hope that through all that Philo is about, the conference, the resources, this podcast, staffing, coaching, that all of this can help you become the best you can be so that you're the best version of yourself. God wants to use you and me to help spread the gospel, and we get to do that through using our gifts to help churches become better at sharing that message through technology and production. And if we can help facilitate that, then we're doing our jobs over here at Philo. So... And since this is a bonus episode, we're just going to jump right in. Our guest today is Brian Tabor, and he's a worship pastor from Indianapolis, but you probably know him best as the mastermind behind Worship Leader Prob's Instagram account and their podcast. And you know what? We had a really great time talking about Worship Leader Prob's and how it started and how it has developed over the years. And Brian, it turns out he's an amazing person, and I'm so glad that I've gotten to know him, and I hope that you enjoy the conversation. So let's just jump right in. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much. Honored to be here, man. Honored. Yeah, so cool to to finally connect. We've been kind of talking before the recording started, just like <laughs> trying to schedule something, especially in COVID land. You know, oh, it's like our schedules are so wacky. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. it's so hard to get anything done, it seems like, yes, except it for the weekend stream that needs to go right. out. Yeah. It's always, yeah. every, it's always <laughs> got, coming. Yeah, got to re-record something or whatever. So <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. We normally start the podcast talking about like how I met whoever I'm talking to, and we just met um, about 15 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. so it's a short story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, maybe you could tell us a little bit about what you're doing now, and then a big chunk of what I'd love to talk about is just how it all happened and how you got to where you are now. So absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing for the kingdom and what you what you guys are doing for a segment of church staff and volunteers that can be forgotten in so many places, you know, unless something goes wrong and then everybody turns around and, and looks. And so thank you for, for encouraging and building oh. those, those folks up. That's, yeah, uh, thanks that's for awesome. I love that. So yeah, I'm a worship pastor uh, in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm in year 26 and um, I've always been in Indianapolis, which is really weird. I was telling you beforehand, I've never moved for a ministry job. This is my third church in Indianapolis. So it's a uh, really, really bizarre. But yeah, married to my college sweetheart, Kim, and uh, we've been married 25 years and worship pastor, uh, just doing what everybody else that's listening to this is doing, man, trying to figure out Easter and all the yeah. stuff that's coming, <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that's coming, man. Yeah, so good. So not only are you a worship pastor, but you're the main dude over at Worship Leader Probs. And so I would love to maybe just talk about that journey of how it started and, uh, you know, maybe how, how you got there. So maybe just how did you start, you know, it started as an Instagram account, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was July of 2016. And I, to this day, I can't remember what it was, but you guys all know, you're walking through the church, somebody pulls you aside and they say something or do something that makes you just 
it literally stopped me in my tracks. And I have racked my brain. I can't remember what it was that particular day, but I literally stopped in my tracks and I started laughing. And I thought to myself, I, I can't be the only person dealing with this. There, we were, we're all hearing the same, you didn't do any hymns, the lights are in my eyes, why does it have to be so loud? What is with this fog in the room? You know, I mean, we're <laughs> yeah. all hearing, we're all hearing all those things. And so I was, uh, I was waiting to close out the service and I, I hopped on Instagram and I'm like, what could I do with this? I, I, there's got to be a way to get some laughs out of this. And honestly, in the beginning, it was just therapy for me. Right, right. Um, I, I was like, I didn't know anything about Instagram. I didn't know what a meme really was. Uh, <laughs> and so I hopped on Instagram and I'm like, oh, sign up, sign up, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, what can I call this? What am I going to do with this? And so I was like searching all these names and I was like, worship leader probs, that kind of has a nice ring to it. And that's really what it's about. You know, these are the probs that we're all, all dealing with. And so I locked down that, uh, that, and I, <laughs> I just started pushing content out there and they were horrible in the beginning. Sure. I think the, one of my very first ones was like, you know, writes an original song for mission Sunday, Sermon goes fifty-five minutes. Song cut for time, which is yeah. you know something we can all we can all relate to. So, yeah. So I nobody noticed in the beginning at all, but sure. I kind of I sort of felt better, and some of my friends right thought it was funny, and all, probably five people like knew it was me in the beginning because I was totally anonymous. Right. I right. didn't want my church really to know. <laughs> I wasn't afraid of that, but I thought, okay, that anonymity will allow me to be pretty honest. And so right. I'm going to, I want to be honest. So I started pushing content out there and nobody noticed. I, I was feeling better. It was getting some stuff off my chest. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden I started seeing like people with blue check marks by their name, like people I knew, like Paul Balash and, sure. you know, people like, I was like, wait, does Paul Balash follow this account? <laughs> like <laughs> what is happening here? And so then I started thinking, okay, maybe this has some some legs to it and I need uh -huh. to probably work a little harder at and it was just literally making fun of the, the situations that we find ourselves in in the local church, you know. Right. And I, I thought, you know, maybe if people can relate to this, maybe it can make them laugh and and help or whatever. And then you know, I'm rolling along and developing a little bit of a following, but nothing really serious and um, it was mostly me just shoving my phone in Kim's face and saying, is this funny? Yeah. <laughs> she would be like, still, uh, you're still yeah. doing this. How long yeah. is this going to last? And so then I, and again, I'm anonymous. Nobody knows who I am. I start getting private messages like DMs on Instagram that are super serious, like heart wrenching. Wow. I'm going through this in my church. What do I do? I've got this happening on my team. What's, what do I do about, I can't, my senior pastor won't speak to me. How do I handle this? And so when I told her about that, Kim was like, okay, now this, it would be just like God to take these two things that you're passionate about, you know, the church and worship and humor and combine them together. Like, it's like he's been preparing you for this. So I, I thought, what a commentary, man. If, if people are sending these heartfelt questions to an anonymous account on Instagram, that gives you a little bit of a snapshot of just how big the job is for us to help, you know, people find encouragement and maybe some healing from some stuff that they've gone through uh, in the church. So 
Somebody, I got this question all the time in the beginning. Are you ever, who are you? Does your church know? <laughs> Does your team know? When are you going to tell us who you are? And so I was like, I pulled out this random, I was like, okay, you get, get us to 50,000 followers on Instagram and I'll tell you who I am. And I turned to Kim and I was like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, it, ha- it happened. So it happened, uh, man, about a year and a half ago, I think. Okay, we had a, all right. We had a, had a big reveal and some people had guessed who I was, but literally there were, there were probably like 10 people on the planet who knew it was me. It was a pretty well-kept secret, I think. And, um, yeah, so that, that enabled us to do all kinds of stuff once we revealed who I was. Sure. Yeah. So one of the things I, to go back to kind of your receiving heartfelt DMs from people Mm, about kind of their situation, I think the secret sauce in a way is that, you know, people felt seen, Mm, and understood. Mm. And I think from, you know, this applies to tech people as much as it Absolutely. does to worship leaders that at your church, you're generally the only person that's doing your role. And mm. so nobody around you understands. Right. Absolutely. And that's can't great. understand, you know, they they just are unable to understand. And yeah. so you have no yeah. one to talk to, no one. Yeah. So that a little bit, even the anonymity of it all, you know, to ask somebody else like, hey, you under, obviously understand what yep. I'm going through. What do you do about this? Absolutely, absolutely. That's That's been huge, man. Yeah, and I think too, even, even if you don't have an answer, just to say, ah, man, I don't know either, is exactly. su- super comforting also. <laughs> well, yeah, and even, you know, some of these things, I mean, I'm in year 26. I always tell people like, I haven't experienced everything. I've experienced a fair amount of stuff and I can either answer it or help help you find somebody who can answer it. And so, you know, keep keep sending those in. And you're right. Sometimes it's like, you know, early on in our, our marriage, we, Kim and I went to like a some kind of marriage thing for newlyweds and right. they took the guys aside, right? And they're like, okay, sometimes she doesn't need you to fix it. Sometimes she just needs you to sit in the mud puddle with her and cry. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's great advice. Thank you. And that's the case with this too. It's some, sometimes they just want to hear, they want somebody else to say, that's not right. What happened to you is not right. And I'm so sorry. I don't think there's a silver bullet for how to fix that just in one easy swipe. But I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you feel like once you revealed kind of that it was you, did did it change kind of how you posted to that? Or by that point, did you have other people kind of involved helping craft the content? It probably changed a little bit in that I was getting weekly texts from people on my team saying, (laughs) is this about me? (laughs) Or somebody would, somebody would walk in late to rehearsal and be like, don't, don't mean me. Don't mean me. But you know, so we, we started our our podcast when I was still anonymous. And so we thought it would be really funny if we put this, this like Barry White filter on my voice so we would describe it. And I don't know that we got a kick out of it. I don't know that yeah. anybody else thought it was funny. But um, So we were even doing the podcast uh, for a, a, almost a year, I think, wow. uh, until, I, until I revealed. And so, yeah, but I wouldn't say that it changed my ability to be to be honest just because there was so much out there by the time I by the time I revealed but it it definitely right. is something that we have fun with on on our team at Mount Pleasant that's Yeah sure. well that's good you, that the team's having fun with it cuz I think that could probably go a couple different ways Oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and we you know so ours is 
there are lots of Christian meme accounts and we're a part of some, some DM groups with, with a bunch of them. Okay. And, and, you know, some of them are in it just for the laugh, which is great. There's lots of laughs and we all need to laugh. Ours is the laugh is kind of the, the gateway drug, if you will, you right. know, like that gets us to the issue. So if we make something funny, the, the point for us is to have a deeper conversation. So like um, we'll make fun of something and people now, it's, we're super grateful for this. People are sending us videos from all over the place, which is great. And so, you know, we always get permission before we share a video of somebody, you know, messing lyrics up or what, whatever the thing, the case right. may be. And so, you know, they, they send those into us, we share it. And the purpose is never just purely to make fun of someone. It is like, okay, let's all laugh because we've all lived this. Now tell us about your story. Like, what is the, what is the time this happened to you? Or, how do you handle this on your team when this happens or whatever? So like the, the laugh is just the entry point and we want to, we want to have a deeper conversation about sure, it. Sure. Right. Right. Oh man, that's so interesting. I think in Christian circles, I'm just thinking about church maybe, but maybe just Christians in general, like I think the, you know, laughing uh, or, you know, telling jokes or just having fun doesn't seem like that important. Yeah. And I think it's real easy to discount the benefits that happen when, or the amount of barriers that come down when you're just laughing together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or, you know, to the, to the person in whatever city, you know, across the country who, who maybe is bivocational and they're, they play the guitar and their pastor said, Hey, I heard you play the guitar. Congratulations. You're our new worship leader. You start this Sunday. Oh, and by the way, uh, you have to get lyrics ready and you have to set up the sound board, all those things. Like for, for those people, that's such a heart for us, you know, like how can we, how can we remind you, you're not the only one, you're not the only one that had this conversation with their pastor. So let's yeah. laugh about it. And then let's talk about how can we help resource you or point you to Philo or some other place that will, that will help give you some tools to not just survive this situation that you find yourself into, but to really flourish and to make an impact for the kingdom. That's, yeah. that's our heart. That's so good. I mean, I, I resonate so much with what you're saying. I mean, just thinking about, yeah, what we've been doing with Philo and even my life before Philo, just am I the only one feeling this way? And then finding out, no, mm. well, pretty much everyone I'm talking to, these <laughs> exactly. are issues. So let's talk yeah, about them absolutely. instead of just thinking, well, I'm alone and there's no getting out of it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now I know it's not the case currently, but I know for a long time, your podcast, you were doing it with a tech person. Yes. So uh, Jeremy, who's now at Transformation Church. Yeah. Why did you decide to connect with a tech person to have this conversation together when, yeah. you know, it's called Worship Leader Probs? Yeah. Well, so Jeremy and I serve still together on the uh, the ministry team for Experience Conference, which is a conference for worship and tech leaders that happens at Disney World every September. Oh, okay. And so we're on the leadership team for that. And so Jeremy and his wife had uh, had a couple of really, really horrific experiences with losing children. And, oh, wow. Uh, they had a long history with that. And so he and I came onto the ministry team the same year. And his worship pastor at his church when he was in Florida his worship pastor was in college with Kim and I. And so uh, he's, his name's Randy. He said to Jeremy, hey, you're going to be with Brian. Brian doesn't have kids. You should talk to him. Now, we don't share the the horror stories that Jeremy has had to walk through. We just It just hasn't happened for us. And we haven't explored 
a lot of medical stuff. We just, it kind of, that's, that's the, how it is for us. And so I didn't have a whole lot of encouragement mm -hmm. for him that night, but uh, we really just clicked and hit it off. And so over the course of that, that week together, I was like, Hey man, I need to tell you something. And I think he <laughs> thought I was going to like confess this deep sin or some kind of, I need accountability, man. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, Hey, I see that you follow this account on Instagram called worship leader props. And he goes, Oh, I love it, man. And I was like, well, it's me. And he goes, it is not. <laughs> he didn't believe me. And so I pulled my phone out. I show him the account. And so that just started a long uh, conversation about the account had probably been around for, I don't know, a year and a half, two years by then. And, and so he was like, dude, you need to do a podcast. And I was like, sure. I don't know anything about podcasts. And he goes, well, he had done one uh, previously. And he, and we, uh, the more we talked, we're like, okay, how cool is it to have a worship person and a production person on here together? Because in so many churches that can be like adversarial totally. relationship, unless you're super intentional about really building into that relationship. And so we thought, how cool is that? And so yeah, for probably, I don't remember, probably the first, we're on episode 115 now, probably for the first 90 episodes, it was mostly Jeremy and I, and, you know, Jeremy was living in Florida. And so literally, like, any one of these things by themselves would be a huge life change. So they got a call that uh, there was an adoptive child ready for them to pick up one week. Uh -huh. Then he moved across the country from Florida to Tulsa, <laughs> and he got the job at Transformation Church, which is a monster production production sure, job. Yeah. And they were in the middle of rebuilding the insides of a, a D-League NBA arena that they were going to meet in after COVID. And, all. and so uh, Jeremy did all of that in, in like three yeah. months, yeah. <laughs> not just one of them. He did all three. Yeah. And so we just had a, a good, healthy conversation. He was like, you know what, Brian, I don't, going into all of this, I don't, I don't feel like I have the margin to keep, keep it up. Cause sure. he was not only on the podcast, he was editing the audio every week and oh, wow. doing all that stuff. And so, you know, seeing what, and we're, we, there's no problem. Like we're brothers, love Jeremy. Right. Right. And, uh, just watching, you know, from a distance, what he's experiencing out there that was a really good call because I don't I don't understand how he would have been able to to continue to 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 do that but yeah we had we were able to have some really great conversations about worship and production and the relationship there and hopefully have some conversations that encourage people to here are some things you can try if that relationship isn't working in in your context Right, right. Yeah, so when I was getting ready for this conversation, I was just thinking, okay, worship leader problems. Okay, as the tech person, I feel like I'm the one with all the problems, not you. I mean, I feel <laughs> you walk in late with your indoor <laughs> scarf and the skinny jeans and your guitar Coffee. and yeah, exactly. extra guitar. And, oh, and I also have this little keyboard that I didn't tell you about. You know, <laughs> you're my problem. Like, the, you don't have problems. I have the problem. So, oh, that is so true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> But I, yeah, I just, I would love to maybe just talk about uh, number one. I mean, somewhere along the way, I realized that there are all kinds of things that the worship leader is doing or name anybody who, you know, a pastor or the yeah, person yeah. greeting or whatever. They're doing things at times I know nothing about and I don't have to worry about them. So mm -hmm. I think everybody's got their kind of lonely task that nobody yeah. knows about, nobody cares about, but if it's not done, everybody knows it. 
maybe for our audience, who's a lot of, I mean, we have all kinds of people listening, but primarily technical artists in the local church that are feeling like, you know, I have the problems, not you. What, I mean, mm. just what are some of the common themes that you are talking about, that you're hearing about that are actual worship leader problems? I mean, not not the funny ones, but just yeah. things that would help us get some insight into maybe how I could pray for my worship leader or how mm. I could be more empathetic or what questions to ask. Boy, that's such a that's such a great question. I would say, you know, the majority of the problems are related to people, you know. Right. And here I always tell people, like, you're not gonna solve that. It's not gonna go away as long we are in the people business. So as long as you're in ministry, there's gonna be people issues. And so, like in my church, for example, there would be a very small segment of the congregation who knows who our production director is because his job is mostly behind the scenes. It's, it's, it's unseen. Right. Now it makes a tremendous impact on, on what we're able to do and our, and our services couldn't happen without him. It's, it is an essential role, but as the, as kind of the face of the ministry, everyone knows who I am. And so if they have a complaint it comes to me. If they mm-hmm. are unhappy, it comes to me. If they want something done differently, it comes to me. If they want different songs, it comes to me. If they want, you know, and on and right, on it goes. Right. And so, and you know, like in my in my role, this isn't the way it is everywhere, but the production director reports to me. And so in some ways I'm able to help and shield him, which I very much want to do. Uh, because, you know, we're a we're a church with three satellite campuses and our plus our main campus and he's just one guy right right overseeing production at all of those places and so you know i one of the things i see in in my role is how to protect and shield him but on the other side of that like if the senior pastor for some reason he's not happy with how something went or whatever that doesn't go to the production person that comes to me too and so you know just trying to manage all of that that's a that's a really big piece of it, you know, the scheduling of people, you know, we're very blessed to be sponsored by Planning Center and the scheduling of people. Oh my goodness, we have memed the snot out of that (laughs) because it is every single day. Oh man. Yeah. So, you know, I would say most of it is related to people, although there are, there are definitely moments where worship leaders are their own worst problem just by how you set this up. (laughs) Like that's, that's not, Unaccurate, like that. That's that's the reality in so many. And I remember early on, we had the guys from MXU on our podcast, and uh-huh. I will never forget listening to Andrew Stone talk about, and you know, who is no longer with us. What right, a giant yeah. in the church production world! But yeah. I remember hearing him talk about how how do you think the production guy feels when when the band comes in and they have no idea what they're doing with the song, nobody's ready, nobody's prepared, and they're totally wasting your time. And you were there long before they got there. And long after they leave, your your car will still be the last one in the parking lot. Yeah. How do you think that makes them feel? And I remember going, wow, that's a story that needs to be told. Worship right. leaders need to understand that um, because what would you, how would you feel if if the bulk of your job and your ministry is unseen now there's all the sunday school answers we do it for the lord and we do it for the kingdom and those are all true right. and those are all great but there is you know god has wired us 
with these gifts. God has wired us with mm-hmm. the ability to do things and entrusted these gifts to us. And, you know, we we offer them back to him as an act of worship. And so it's completely natural to want to feel like you're doing a good job. Somebody notices that you're doing a good job. Somebody notices that, hey, I saw your car in the parking lot at 1130 last night. What were you still doing there? Right, right. You know, those are all those are all real life situations uh, in the church all over the place. And yeah, I guess that's how I, that's how sure. I would answer. Yeah, this is, feels like a total left turn. Uh, I'm watching Seinfeld. Oh, Again, oh my gosh, Absolutely it's still it very funny. Don't but, at me. It is the greatest of all time. Oh my gosh. So the the I just watched an episode where George leaves his car in the parking lot. It's broken down. He leaves it in the parking lot at work. And so everybody thinks he's the first one there and the last one to leave. And so he's like, gets a promotion because his car's broken in the parking lot. That's so but, awesome. then, but then they go over there and it's like covered in like pigeon poo and, you know. <laughs> Flyers like, oh, we, and all yeah, kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, we got we to gotta do something about this. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, is there anything that as a tech person I could do differently or help ease the load or, you know, like what is there, or just say, Hey man, I'm praying for you. Or Mm. what is the, is there something? Yeah. I, man, that's a great question too. I, man, relationship is so important Mm. and spending time building into the relationship. You know, um, my wife and I had it, we spent six years of our ministry traveling and doing music in churches. And so, there, it was amazing to me in almost every stop, we would have to block out some time to just sit and listen, either with the production person or the worship leader. And so, you know, just spending time pouring into that relationship, it's not just going to happen unless you do it uh, intentionally and you spend time talking about things that aren't related to work, you know, mm-hmm. like seeing your production person as more than just a means to an end. He's that person, male or female, they're not just lyrics or lights or sound. That's a person with a heart and a mind and a family. And a. Uh, they're trying to manage all this just like you are. And so, man, building into that relationship is is so important. And I love what you, how can I pray for you? You know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a great place to start. Um, hey, can I, can we go to lunch sometime or can we grab coffee sometime and just, I'd love to know your heart a little bit more. I'd love to know where do you see us heading? You know, what are some of your dreams? And I'd like to share some of my dreams with you as well. I think those are all those are all important. And then even taking it a step further for the two of you or how many ever are on your team to do the same thing with your senior pastor. Hmm. Because that's where the rubber meets the road, you know. That's the that's the person who who sets the tone for all of this and casts vision and doing the same thing with your senior pastor. I think um, it's really we have a senior pastor who is coming. We're excited to be coming to Philo in, in May, and a senior pastor is coming with me. And that's another that's another super key piece to the to the puzzle, you know, working on that relationship. So you're all in this marching in the same direction. And even even when something goes sideways on the weekend, you don't have to question the relationship, you know, because you're known and you know them. And everybody knows this was not on purpose. This was an accident. And accidents happen, man, with all of these moving pieces that we're all all trying to manage. Yeah, I think too, so much of our relationships are based on a pressure cooker environment. You know, it's like Saturday afternoon or Sunday morning and we got stuff to get done and we got to do it right. 
and you know things are happening last minute, things are changing last minute, and if that's all your relationship is based on, it's it's so easy to go to the negative place. This person yes, doesn't care is. about me. This person doesn't understand how hard this is. Yeah. And so, yeah, to create memories that are that live outside of the pressure cooker, yeah, helps the pressure cooker uh, go it better. Sure, so I had to have a conversation with my production guy. His name is Kyle. Awesome, super talented guy. This week, so we our church made an investment in a mission partner in India. And so my pastor got this great idea. We have three services on the weekend, one on Saturday, two on Sunday at the main campus. And our pastor's idea was for one of those services, we should Zoom, we should do a Zoom call with this missionary in India. And I, I want it to be on the big screen and I want it to be on my preaching TV that's right beside me. And I want the congregation to be able to hear it and I want him to be able to hear us and all this. And so I don't, I honestly don't know what it takes to do that. I I do now, at least I didn't when I <laughs> went to talk to the production guy and he goes, oh man, does that sound easy? And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, everybody's Zooming, is it? And he goes, yeah, that's really, really complicated. And, you know, to his credit, he dug in and, and got it got it going. But, you know, fortunately, I'm, you're, you're so right, that pressure cooker, like, and that our senior pastor doesn't do that a lot, but this was right. a week and it happened to be like the perfect storm. Like there's so many unknowns in this, like what is the what is the internet signal like in India? And this right. isn't in a major city in India. This is out in the middle of nowhere. Right. So yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. <laughs> That's this Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, yeah it's okay, this Sunday. Awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah I Sunday. think I think uh, as tech people, uh, or maybe I'll just speak for myself, like it was it's real easy to hear an idea from someone like that, that's actually way more complex than anybody can fathom. And I used to make assumptions all the time, like, you know, you're asking for the crazy and it's not stopping you from asking. Exactly. So exactly. I don't really have an option here. Like I, it has to yep. be done. Yeah. And yeah, over the years, I don't know if it was just getting older or just kind of one of those freak moments where, you know, I spoke up and said, Hey, that that's actually very difficult. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Because yeah. I think, again, just for myself, I'm highly responsible and I'm I don't want to let the team down. So if you come mm. to me with a crazy idea, I'm going to try and get it done. Okay. And I'm going to do it alone or at least, you know, keep it on my side of the the hallway or whatever. I'm not going to bother you with it. And I think we do a disservice to the person asking uh, for the mm. the impossible by not saying, hey, this is really hard. Let's talk about what this means. Mm. And it doesn't mean we're not gonna do it, but it's helpful if you know what you're asking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because on two sides, it's like, if it's so hard that it's impractical and maybe it was just an idea you had, it's not like live or die, or it's really hard and you're, it needs to get done. It's gotta happen, yeah. And if you're the senior pastor and you come with that idea, you have to understand you're the boss. Right. So even if it's just a casual idea to you, it came from the boss. Yeah, so, so we're, we're doing gonna move it. Heaven and earth. Exactly, we're gonna yeah. move heaven and earth to try to make that happen. Right. And for me, it was important to close the loop with my senior pastor and say, okay, he got it figured out. We tested it, it all works. The only unknown is the Wi-Fi signal in India. Yeah. <laughs> now, but what you need to know is how many hours it took Kyle to figure this out. Right. So it would mean a lot to him if he heard some sort of a, 
an acknowledgement from you and maybe right. even a thanks for getting that done. And I think, I think as worship leaders, that's something we need to do a better job at oh, yeah. for the people who serve behind the scenes. Yeah. It's so, I think tech people are so interesting, uh, myself included. Like I need that encouragement and the praise, but I also don't want it. Like this yeah, is why I'm right. in the background, you know? Right, right. Or one of the reasons. And so part of it is becoming comfortable with receiving the encouragement from people. But because what we do is so unseen, nobody sees nobody sees the opportunity for encouragement mm, yep. to say great yep. job. Because it's just like that Zoom call as an example. If it happened in the service without a flaw, no one's thinking, oh, I should really say great job with that. It just, yeah, it somebody works. Somebody had to spend... Spend yeah, 40 hours making that work. Right, you know? it works and that's our expectation. Yeah, And so I know for me, just with the Philo community, we see each other. Mm. And so it's our responsibility to encourage each other. I love and, that so much. And I, I would just say in terms of you are seen and thank you for what you do. You know, I'm a... I'm a worship leader who stays in my lane because I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I have, I have had to step into the booth a couple of times to try to cover things. I remember, oh man, this was probably six years ago. So it was a funeral during the day. You know, those things don't often happen at night. Uh, it's during the work day. And if you're a, like a bivocational production person, you're at your regular job. You can't drop that and run to the church. So the production guy at that time was a different person. And he was like, hey, I can't be there. Can you... Sure, I'll I'll take care of it. So I was leading worship for it, and I was in charge of turning the sound on, and like getting lights going. And this was the chairman of our board of elders. It was Ooh. his mother who passed okay. away. So I go up, I get the sound turned on. Uh, I struggled with it, but I got it. I got it rolling. And then I'm at the light board, and we have a really old lighting system in our room. And so there are these wall plates that turn things on, and then there's a light board and. I, I turned on the light plate and I got lights in the room and then I'm, I'm watching. There's probably 200 people in the room for a visitation mm -hmm. before the funeral. So I'm watching this happen and I'm like, oh man, my senior pastor is going to speak. I need to figure out how to get some lights on for the, the pulpit area in, yeah, on yeah. the stage. And so I fire up the light board. And what I didn't know <laughs> is that when I fired the light board up, it blacked out the room. Uh <laughs> So just as a reminder, there are 200 people in the room yeah, and yeah. a dead body in a casket. <laughs> and I, bl I blacked the room out. And somebody wishes they were dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I blacked, yeah. and, and it's the mother of the chairman of our board of elders. Ugh. So I don't know what to do. Like I go running all over the worship center in the dark trying to get, and I didn't, I didn't, I just didn't know that until the light board booted up, I would have no options. And so fortunately, everybody knew it was not on purpose and it was just a, an idiot in the, who didn't know what he was doing. So um, yeah, I, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And I have so much respect for the people mm. who operate in that production space, especially today. And in the, in the, in the season of COVID, you know, pastors are coming to people saying, hey, we need to stream this Sunday, go get it done. You know, can't can't you just go to Best Buy and get what 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 you need to 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 put us online this week? You know, I, I have so much respect for the people who make all of those things happen, and and I'll be totally on as the as the upfront person. We are often the benefactors of the appreciation from the congregation, but 
man, if you happen to be a stage person who's listening to this, be very quick to reflect that back to the people that it belongs to. It doesn't belong to you. It's not, huh. it's not your gratitude. It's their gratitude. Yeah. Oh, thanks for saying that. I, it's interesting in the COVID time frame where there is no congregation, there is no immediate feedback for people on the platform that are used to getting it. So like mm. you, worship leader, you're seeing, is this working? Yeah, exactly. People are talking to me and saying, oh, I really love the worship set. Same with senior pastors, you know, they're getting, uh, they're seeing if their jokes are landing or if the yes. points are being made right. <laughs> yeah. And people coming up, oh, thank God for you, pastor, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But in COVID land, none of that's happening. Totally. And so the thing that's been interesting just that I've noticed is that this is not new for tech people, like to not get any sort of accolades or encouragement or immediate feedback. And so in some ways, they've been able to kind of survive the COVID version of church better mm. than some of the worship leaders and senior <laughs> pastors because they're, yeah, just... Welcome yeah. to our world. Yeah, right? this is like, what, <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know what you're talking about. This is kind of normal. <laughs> oh, man. It's so funny. We On our podcast, we share these things called prayer concerns. And so like every church has a communication card or connection card or whatever. Right. And there'll be a section that says, how can we pray for you? Often, sometimes they use it for prayer requests. And many right. times they use it for a chance to vent about what they like or don't like. And right. we, we jokingly say, it's like, it's like getting a report card from your congregation. And they'll right, use right. the chat of your live stream. And, you know, every single week we get prayer concerns from churches that people complaining in the live stream chat. At, I can't hear that. Why is the sound not working? Or why is the sound so right, low? Right, yeah. They're always like, turn it up. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> it's just find the volume knob on your computer and turn it up. You're in yeah. charge. <laughs> oh, man. That's so funny. Yeah, I used to fill those out myself. Uh, so way back in the day when I was doing, uh, was front of house engineer, and I just got so, I don't know, depressed, if that's the right word. Just. Mm discouraged that getting all these notes from the congregation, it's too loud or, you know, whatever the issues were. If something that I felt like was really great, I would write a comment about it and put it in, you know. Nice. So nice. then then I would get those back. Oh, the bass tone was great today or, you know, whatever. Absolutely. Well, and oddly enough, people in the church don't often think about the positives. Right. Yeah. It's the negative. It's really easy to write something negative, drop it in a box or an offering plate and hit or hit send and just walk away. Right. But, you know, be on the lookout for positive things, man. Like don't just major on the one thing that went wrong out of the 10,000 things that had to line up for this service to happen online, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I think the uh, when I was at Willow Creek on our team, we started doing a thing where we would we would do a debrief of the Saturday night service to figure out what are we going to fix for tomorrow. Mm. But then we would end every meeting with kind of like, what did you see somebody do that was amazing? Oh, I love um, it. And so what it did, I noticed for me what it did was it changed my perspective to start while we're in the middle of rehearsal and the service, I'm looking for good things mm. so that I can be ready to share them. And That's it just, awesome. I mean, I don't need to work at all to find out what are the problems we need to fix. Like, I, right. that's like, I'm wired that way. So I don't need to worry about looking for those things, but yeah, to be on purpose looking for the positives. And I think it's even, you know, from a tech person, it's not, you know, I think it's our responsibility to encourage the other tech people around us because mm -hmm. we see, mm -hmm. we we know when things are going well. But I think also to hear 
from a tech person to a worship leader. Hey, I really loved how you sh- you pastored the congregation in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think those are also things that can help build the relationship and the trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're in a church where there's a wall and there it, there often is so between the stage and the the booth. Yeah. Man, you need to figure out how to nuke that thing and it's going to start with relationships. And uh, if you're a worship leader who's listening to this, drop what you're doing and start mm-hmm. right now building uh, tearing down that that wall because your your production folks, it wouldn't happen without them. Yeah. I think too for years I used to get so frustrated that the wall existed and that nobody was doing anything about it. Mm. And then I realized, well, wait a second, I'm like half of this relationship. So I can start knocking the wall down as much as it depends on me. And, you know, the reality is that relationships are a two-way street. It's not, you know, one way, but I have a responsibility, not just to for my half of the relationship, but for the whole thing. And so um, I think about it in terms of, I mean, this is like a, a total marriage thing, but if I'm in my end zone of the football field and you're in your end zone, my half looks way bigger than your half, just from my perspective. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. And the reality is that I'm not responsible for just my half. I'm responsible for the whole half, Mm. but not the whole half, the whole thing. Um, The other thing that's interesting is, yeah, your half looks so tiny and minuscule compared to my effort. And so it's just better to think I'm responsible for the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, it happen. That, yeah, that's that's how we're going to to make that relationship better. What can I do about it? Mm. I love that. That's good. So good. Yeah. I mean, and the challenge is that at, at the end of the day, it is two parties need to agree to work on it together. Yeah. But yeah, I can do my part. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a great, I love the football analogy. That's really, really awesome. I might borrow that. Yeah, please do. Yeah, I'll no, credit, that's, I'll credit you. I'll credit yeah. you. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I did not come up with it. I'm sure I've learned it at a premarital conference or something. Yeah. So, uh, but this has been a really great conversation. One of the Love things. It. So, uh, you are coming to the Philo Conference uh, this year. Yes. 2021 is Stoked, the year. Man. If you're yeah. not listening in real time, you know this is. Uh, spring 2021. And so, yeah, and doing a podcast from, you know, kind of live from the conference, the in-person yeah. component, and then also teaching a breakout with your senior pastor. Yeah, uh, We couldn't be more excited to have you. I mean, is the, do you have any kind of a uh, little teaser on what you and your senior pastor will be talking about? Yeah. Uh, so he's not actually my senior pastor, oh, but he okay. is, he is a, a senior, senior pastor, pastor. Yeah, okay. at, a, at, a, at a church not far from me. And so we're going to talk about the wall. Okay. And and tearing down the wall uh, between the stage and the booth. And then for the podcast, one one of the uh, segments that we do regularly is a segment called sliding into the DMs where we answer questions that people come. And so at Philo, there'll be hopefully people there uh, in, you know, you know, experiencing it with us. And so, man, come with questions. You're going to have a worship pastor and a senior pastor there. So come with, come with some questions. What have you, what have you always wanted to ask a senior pastor? What is something (laughs) that you don't understand and you've always wanted to understand and the same for a worship pastor. So yeah, we're really, really looking forward to that. Yeah. That's so great. I mean, I feel like we probably, there's another podcast episode we could keep talking about all kinds of things. I mean, just even you hearing you say that, 
I'm reading through the Bible in a year, which I'm amazed that I'm doing it and that I've been sticking with it. It's something I've never done before, but I've been reading some very obscure Old Testament (laughs) things along the way. And one of the things that, that I just read about was the Israelites are fighting another army and, you know, Moses is holding his hands up and as long as they're up, you know, the, the Israelites are winning. And, but if he puts them down, they start losing. So they have like people yeah. supporting the arms. Yeah. And I just think when you were talking about, you know, our senior pastors, so much of mm-hmm. what we do is they need help holding those arms up. Absolutely. And Absolutely. it's something I think I don't ever, th- I don't think about it in those terms. I just like, how come he's not giving me the slides in time? Exactly. So I've got, you know, enough uh, capacity <laughs> to work on them instead of, wow, what is the burden he's carrying and how mm. can I help support that? Which perfectly goes back to the football analogy that you used. You know, if your senior pastor's in that other end zone, you know, his thing looks like this little, come on, you right. knew this sermon was coming, you know, you, you've known this was coming. Sunday's coming every week, man. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I will say, I will say this for myself as a worship pastor, for production people, my impression is however much you feel like you have on your plate, your senior pastor has a thousand the weight to the power of a thousand uh, yeah. on, on his plate and the, the conversations he has to have that nobody knows about. And I pray for all of you that you're in a church where your pastor heads off things before it comes to you. You have a pastor who has your back yeah. uh, just as you ha- have his back. And so, yeah, it's really, really, I love having Scott as a senior pastor who, by the way, spent 20 years as a worship leader. So he gets all the things that we're making fun of and he adds <laughs> yeah. to it himself. Uh-huh. And so, but having a senior pastor as a part of the conversation, man, is just invaluable. We, we just recently did a podcast where we were talking about technology. What if you serve with a senior pastor who doesn't understand technology? Yeah. How, how do you help him? How do you help him understand, like, don't just see the grand total of this proposal for an upgrade or new gear that we need. Don't just focus on the grand total. Help. How do you help him understand what all of these pieces are going to do? How are they going to move the, the needle in terms of taking the mission of the church forward? Yeah, it was, it's, so it's really great having a senior pastor. So come ready, man. Come yeah. ready to ask, grill him and ask <laughs> yeah. him whatever you've always wanted to know. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for making time today. And uh, it's been great. I mean, so our, our uh, relationship is about an hour old now. Good. And it's, yeah, it's I, been so great. I know so you great. so well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, looking forward to having you and the team at the Philo Conference. And yeah, so if you're listening to this, check out Worship Leader Probs, their Instagram account, if you're not already. And check out their uh, the podcast. I'm guessing they can find all that at Worship Leader Probs. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. yeah. And just if you, wherever you listen to podcasts, just search Worship Leader Probs and you you can find us. And we are so pumped to be coming to Philo because, uh, man, it's a chance to pour into a, a, a group of people that we're absolutely passionate about. So thanks for the opportunity. And this has been awesome. I, I've loved this conversation. So yeah, this you. has been so great. Yeah, likewise. So uh, until next time, maybe uh, we'll do another one of these. Absolutely. Love it. Well, that was fun. I mean, I love the story of worship leader probs and mostly the willingness to go deeper than just a funny joke. You know, in the church, I think we can forget how much humor helps break down walls, but you know what? Just cracking jokes all the time doesn't really get to the heart of life. So 
Way to go, Brian and team, for being willing to go deeper than just a funny meme on the internet. And Brian also, such a breath of fresh air when it comes to how he and his technical director interact. It just goes to show how important relationships are and that it is a two-way street. So thanks for showing us the way, Brian. We're super fortunate to have Brian also coming to the Philo Conference, teaching a breakout with a senior pastor who works on the Worship Leader Probs team. And they're going to be talking all about how to work with your senior pastor. You know, the one that might be a little bit of a control freak, but also doesn't really know what you do. So that conversation is going to be great. And they're going to also record a live Worship Leader Probs podcast at Philo. So I can't wait for that. So if you're planning to come and be a part of our in-person studio audience for Philo 2021 on May 11th and 12th, you can be a part of the Worship Leader Probs podcast recording. You know that it's going to be amazing. And so if you haven't gotten your ticket yet, this might be a good reason to get one now. We've got limited space. We're about a month away. And so maybe don't wait another minute. If you come to be a part of the Philo Conference, you know you're going to have an amazing time with your fellow technical artists, uh, whether it's in person or virtual. And so you can use the code PODCAST10, so all caps, but the number 10, PODCAST10, and you can receive 10% off either your in-person studio audience ticket or your streaming ticket. And if you need a few more reasons to attend, we've got a few other breakouts that I'm really excited about. We got Chad Vegas from Transformation Church. We've got a bunch of guys from Elevation Church's production team. We've got Reed Wall from Hillsong Church and a bunch of returning favorites like Brad Zimmerman, John Jorgensen, Stephen Brewster, just to name a few. So don't forget, Podcast 10, all caps, number 10, will get you a ticket to be either in person or online, get you 10% off. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, it's at Philo Community, and on Twitter, it's at Philo Conference. And our social media team has been crushing it. Julia, way to go. And keeping us up to date on everything Philo related. So if you want to just keep getting updates, go ahead and follow us on one of those social media platforms. All right, you can send us your ideas, feedback, questions, or I don't know, encouragements to Philo Podcast at philo.org. Great bonus episode to be with you and we'll see you next time.